All right, folks, welcome back to another episode of the Locked On Pit Podcast, your daily podcast covering the Pittsburgh Panthers. As always, I'm your host, Nick Farabell, right for Pittsburgh Sports Now, call games at WPTS Radio, and I'm a production assistant at ACC Network. And folks, today we have a big news story coming out of the Pitt Men's Hoops program. Ithiel Horton is back. He's officially reinstated. The charges have been dropped, and he's been charged with misdemeanors rather than felonies. And he's officially back. We'll talk about his impact and his return to the court we'll also talk about the final 11 the the final 11 games the stretch of acc conference play is upon us and pitt's gonna have their hands full we'll talk about horton's impact on the lookout of those final level games and what the record could look like in those final 11 games we'll talk about it all here coming up on locked on pit You are Locked On Pit, your daily podcast on the Pittsburgh Panthers, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's going on, folks? Welcome to the Locked On Pit Podcast. As always, thank you for making the Locked On Pit Podcast your first listen every day, folks. I always appreciate that. As always, like, subscribe, give me feedback on YouTube. I need all of that feedback. want to make this as good of a show as it is for you guys, whether it's on the listening side or on the YouTube side. If you're watching, if you're listening, always appreciate all the support that you guys give me. And, and folks, today, it's a big day for Pitt's program, right? Because getting Ithiel Horton back is something that, you know, after he was resuspended prior to the Boston College game on January 8th, we didn't really know if he was going to come back. You know, he played really well against Louisville in that first half, really better than he had any right to play. I mean, 13 points, three of five from downtown. This is a guy that actually played really well right out of the gate. And now you're 19 games into the season, and it's tough because you you lost Ithiel Horton for 19 games. And inserting him into a lineup that now is kind of, I don't want to say solidified, but it's starting to find a groove a little bit with Isaiah Kuda, um, obviously Jamarius Burton playing at a high level. It's starting to feel out itself. It's a little bit interesting to now insert Horton because he can't do anything. Like He could not do anything in this. He was not working out with the team. He was not practicing with them. I think we have to put that into perspective. Like If E.O. Horton had... Just about no contact with this team, at least in terms of the training level, on a daily basis level. So so this is a true new assimilation for it into this lineup, into what this team did. It certainly didn't hurt them against Louisville. I mean, they only lost at three at KC Young Center. If you know anything about that place, it is the bait of Pitt's existence. So the fact they only lost by three there, even with this dysfunctional Louisville squad, I always chuck that up as a success for Pitt regardless. But Horton is back, and, and I think this is something that how dra- – I guess I guess when you say how drastically does it change the outlook for Pitt now, now that you look at the schedule coming up, right, it's not an easy schedule down the stretch for Pitt men's basketball. I mean, they face Boston College in their next game. They'll have Horton for that one. Which I think will be really, really helpful for them. I think they really needed Ithiel Horton for this. Boston College is a lot better than I think people thought they would be. Man, I'll tell you what, Coach Earl Grant up there, 
in Chestnut Hill. He's building something there. He's got a good recruiting class coming. They're fighting hard. They fought hard at UNC tonight. It, it was a really good game for them. And, you know, they're, they're a team that's playing better than some of their parts as well. Pitt beat them, obviously, at the peak. But it's it's going to be a tough, tough game on the road. It's not going to be a walkover. Now, pick and win it. And it's probably one Pitt will want to win. But it's not going to be an easy game. But after that, going to Winston-Salem, that's going to be a tough game. With Forrest. Then you go back-to-back against Virginia Tech at the Pete on the 5th, at Blacksburg on the 7th, Saturday, Monday against Virginia Tech to start off the month of February. That'll be that'll be an interesting series because Virginia Tech, they have some really talented players, obviously, but Pitt has shown a propensity to be able to beat them. They, they've done it before. I think this team can beat that team. Uh, obviously, the buzzer, the half court buzzer beater by Miami, you know, it's it's that one's going to be tough. And then you look, Florida State's going to be another one. NC State, they can win that one at Chapel Hill. Georgia Tech comes, then Miami comes, then Duke comes, then you are on the road in South Bend against Notre Dame. And then you have the ACC tournament. So that is the, the schedule. It's not an easy one for Pitt. Again, there's a few of the, the good teams, if you will. The ACC obviously having a down year, but Wake is in that. Miami and Duke all in that. And then I guess you could throw UNC in there, but th- those three teams right there are all in that discussion. So not going to be easy. So getting Theo Horton back is a nice lift. And, and this is going to be, again, a, a nice response by Pitt after getting crushed by Clemson to, to come back and, and fight and, and defeat Syracuse like that. That was big. Pitt now having three games where they've come back from double-digit deficits to win the game, which is also a very impressive stat in and of itself. But this is a Pitt team that has fought, and, and they continue to believe it. If you saw the social media post after their win against Syracuse last night, Jeff Capel has these guys playing for each other. They are a tight-knit group, and, and they continually fight for each other. And so – Inserting a guy like Horton into that now where you get an injection of talent into a team that already plays hard and and, and the effort is never a question. Pitt has the heart of Lions this year. If, if you look at how they play their games outside of really Clemson, every single game they've tried their hardest to win the game. And I find that to be extremely fun to watch. And I like the team. They're a very likable team, but it's a team that – had just lacked talent at times. And and at times when you had looked at this team and said, wow, they are that close to winning this game, if they had one other guy, whether it was Sabande or Horton or if they had both, Lord knows where they would be at this point, right? But they had just one other guy. Maybe he could have pushed them over the edge. And, And Horton can be that guy. And there's so much that he can change with the fact that he's an outside shooter. And, and Jeff Capel has been talking about how this team just, it's not a shooting team. And and th- that candid nature that I think Capel's come out with, with about this team's skill set, the fact that they just aren't a good shooting team. And it the, the proof is in the pudding they are not. They're one of the worst three-point shooting teams on average in the nation. Any perimeter shooting you can get is an upgrade. I don't care if that's Horton, Sabande, who else. They need three-point shooting badly. They really only have two viable three-point shooters on the team in Jamari Burton and Mo Gee. 
And, and you know, last night they got the help from Onyeze Kuda, but he hasn't proven to be consistent. Femio Ducali hasn't proven to be consistent. Hughley's flirted with that, but he hasn't proven to be consistent. Jefferson Santos haven't proven to be consistent either. In fact, they are consistently bad. So this is a team that has desperately needed that other guy to, to take off some pressure, right? Like, that's just what they need. They need someone that teams actually have to fear to shoot the three. And maybe Burton can be that guy, and maybe he's starting to become that guy with his his conference stats. He's shooting it from three at 43% of clips, so he's shooting the ball well in these nine ACC games. It's not a small sample size. It means 30 shots. He's 13 of 30. So it's not like that's a small sample size. That's enough of a sample size to, to where you can draw a conclusion that while he might not be an elite shooter by any means, the guy is at least shooting the rock well, and he's probably their second-best shooter behind Ithiel Horton. And so the fact that you have a guy now, though, that defenses are going to have to actually pay attention to on the perimeter, and when you are down and you can you can go to the three ball and you can eat into those deficits quicker, and you have a mode, I think this is the biggest thing is like, when I look at what Ithiel Horton brings, it's it, yes, the perimeter presence, but also you now have a mode that you didn't have before with this team, right? Because the, t- the team was drag the, t- the guys into the dirt, never let your defense lax at all. Like there had to be no laxity defensively, and you just had to keep going and going. And the shots may eventually fall. And that's kind of what happened against Syracuse. They, they shot the ball terribly, but they kept going and going defensively. They played maybe their best game defensively of the year as a whole team. And then they came together, things started to come offensively. And that's really how Pitt can get things, kind of the ball rolling, right? And and so when you look at it, that's how Pitt gets things done. But this now gives them a mode of offense that they didn't have. They now have a hyper-offensive type of side where they can go Hughley, Gee, Horton, and then Burton at the very least. Those are your top four in that hyper offense. And then whoever is having the hot hand, whether that's Oda Cali, if, if O's shooting the ball, like he was last night, you can throw him into that lineup. You can throw guys like that and, and you can play three guards. Hey, you can play four guards if you really want to. And they did do that a little bit against Louisville and they did it in a really high level. There were plus seven in that stretch. So who knows, maybe we see four cards at times, but it gets you a different type of lineup, a different look. You can give teams a different look. They have to prepare for. And something that for Pitt, it'll help. And I think that's something to note when when you're talking about Ithia Horton is that they now have an offensive mode where they can trade a little bit of defense for a little bit of offense because if they're down, they can get aggressive. Or if they want to lengthen that lead, they can get a little aggressive. If it's stagnant, they can get a little aggressive. They can pour offense into, into the lineup now. Jeff Capel now has more flexibility to coach with, and I think that's always a good thing, you know, the Jimmys and Joes matter, especially in basketball and stuff like that matters. Having that flexibility to, to do what you want. And, and the formula has been clear. You're still going to have to drag teams to the mud, but you at least now have a different mode to where you could say, okay, we have a really good shooter. We can take advantage of him out of this. All right, folks, as we'll keep talking about Ithio Horton and we will because his impact is wide ranging. But first, I want to let you know about Get Up. Uh, about net suite this is it the putt to win the tournament if you sink it the championship is yours but on your backswing your hat falls over your eyes is this how you're running your business poor visibly because you're still relying on spreadsheets and outdated finance software to see the full picture you need to upgrade grade to net suite 
NetSuite by Oracle because NetSuite is the number one cloud financial system to power your growth. With visibility and control of your financials, inventory, HR, planning, budgeting, and more, NetSuite is everything you need to grow all in one place. With NetSuite, you can automate your processes and close your books in no time while staying well ahead of the competition. 93% of survey businesses increase their visibility and control after upgrading to NetSuite. Over 28,000 businesses already use NetSuite, and for the new year, NetSuite has a new financing program for those ready to upgrade at netsuite.com slash locked. Head to netsuite.com slash locked for this special one-of-a-kind financing offer on the number one financial system for growing businesses. netsuite.com slash locked. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked on Pit podcast here. So we continue to talk about Ithiel Horton returning, being reinstated after his hearing went well. They came to a plea deal, and he is officially now back. And we kind of touched on it a little bit in terms of what you can do with Ithiel Horton now and the fact that this guy gives you a new hyper-offensive mode and and a four-guard lineup and – there's different things you can now do if you're pit, which is good. Anytime you have more different modes, it's a good thing. <laughs> the flexibility in any sport, but especially basketball, is a good thing. And here's the thing about pit is that when you look at, at what they have to do and kind of the the formula they have now with the Horton at the very least, they can at least afford there, there can at least be some defensive error. And Yes, you don't want to. You really don't want to drop off your defensive effort, and you want to play good defense all game because that's so important to this team. And when they play defense like they did yesterday, it's a pretty solid team. I mean, Pitt's tough to beat when they play like they did yesterday in that second half. But Horton also is a guy that's going to be able to pick them up, if you will, just like Mo Gee kind of erases. Defensive errors of times because he's such a great shot blocker and such a force there down low. Horton's kind of the dip- difference on the offensive end. So you are lax closing out on a three. Well, he can equalize that and neutralize it, right? Which is the cool thing about Ithiel Horton is because he can do that. And he and so now defensive errors can be picked up. And man, when if he here's the thing about Ithiel Horton, because I don't want to overstate his impact. Like, he's a good player, right? And he's a 37% three-point shooter. Easily the best shooter on the team. It's not even in question. He's going to give you a perimeter game you didn't have. He's going to give you a three-point shot that you're going to have. But he's not a consistent three-point shot, but you'll take a 37% three-point shooter. With this team, they need stuff like that. And here's the thing with Horton is, when he gets hot, he takes over games. And that's been the thing about Ithiel Horton that has always made him such an interesting player. When this guy gets going, he's tough to stop. And sometimes he doesn't get going, and and that can be a little bit frustrating. But understand, when the dude plays out of his mind, Pitt usually wins the game. And and here's the thing. Ithiel Horton has had great games against Miami last year, Syracuse last year. I mean, he was big time in that Syracuse game. When he's feeling it from downtown, you got to look out. And I imagine that's kind of what what Pitt's going to have to work through here. You know, Horton's a guy that only averaged 8.9 points per game 
but he is that sniper you want. He is that that perimeter shooter that you needed. And he's not an he's not an elite guard, and he he's not a complete you know one eighty to this team. This team is not suddenly going to be hyper offensive, but they have a mode now where they can at least attempt that, and they also have a mode where they could score seventy points, and maybe not make it look like a complete chore. I mean, Pitt, they're they the the best out like the scoring performance in terms of just raw scoring. When you look at Pitt from a cohesiveness standpoint, from what they did on the offensive end to the good things they did, like Louisville at Louisville was up there in terms of that. They scored 72 points, and it wasn't a particularly clean game for Pitt. There was a lot of ugly mixed in there. A lot of it. But Horton was a guy that really, really made a difference in that game. And when he's when he's on, they can push into that mid seventy range, and that's the difference between Pitt now and Pitt before Ethiopia Horton is they have a chance when they fall behind so big to actually get the three point shot going, because if Horton gets hot, things it's a game changer. And so the question is going to be how comfortable is Ethiopia going to be coming back into the lineup? How comfortable is he going to be playing right away? You imagine he comes off the bench for the first few games. Before things get going, you know, I can't imagine that they're going to throw Horton right to the starting lineup. Throwing him to the Wolves seems a little bit crazy, especially with the game Onyeze Akuda just had. So first man off the bench is cool. Now that you're going to have Onyeze the first man off the bench as well, a defensive stalwart, a, a guy that brings high energy. You know, he's he's the steady, consistent to the high variance of Ithiel Horton. And that'll be something that I think also shows up is that you now have a pretty good bench in terms of you, you you're going to have at least a two deep bench with, with the guard and Jeffress. So the bench gets a little deeper and it, it, it's, it's different. And you have these different modes. And, and if you want to play off, if you, you feel like your offense is off, Isaiah Kudo plays more. If you feel like you need that spark, Horton plays more like there. there's so many different things you can do and there's a lot of different sets you can now run where Horton actually gets the, the on ball screen or you know they, they can't necessarily crash over the top of Femio to Cali more as he tries to drive into the lane because Horton can easily be staying there and pop the three like you can't just crowd the screen anymore you can run different sets for him to get him open to be because he's a catching because Horton is a catch and shoot type of guy. Now he can create, but he's been a little tentative to create at times over the past years when he's had that ability to do that. But he's a catch and shoot guy mainly, and, and so that's going to be something that Pitt's going to have to do. But but it can be that it opens up your playbook a little bit more. It gives the defense something to think about a little bit more. They don't need to think about oh boy, it's going to go to the low post to John Hughley. Or, oh, there's Mogi cutting in the back. Or here comes Burton on the mid-range jumper. Here comes Odu Cali with his left. Those are all things that, that teams have to think about. And it's really one at a time. It's not, you know, oh, boy, here comes Gee and, and then there is Hughley. Like, usually it's one at a time, and they just it's a very static offense with very little purpose. But that was the difference against Syracuse is that the, everything had a purpose, so you had to worry about multiple things at multiple times. Horton adds another dimension to that to where if the ball movement can be as good as it was 
against Syracuse. And my goodness, I was so impressed with that ball movement against Syracuse. It was really the best they've had all year. Then good things can happen. You'll get open looks for Horton, and Horton's going to drain those looks. And even if he's not draining those looks, you know he can hit them at any time, so you have to respect him. And if he's not hitting him, maybe Burton is. Maybe Guy is. Maybe Odukali's having one of his nights. And so there's a lot of different modes, and it doesn't make Pitt some type of stalwart, but it gives them another mode, and it gives them another option. And that's kind of the difference here. All right, folks, I do want to discuss these last 11 games, though I laid out the schedule earlier, but I kind of want to talk about potential records now that we look at it. Pitt's already 3-6 and six in the conference, but what, what are these? what's the realistic record over these final 11 games for the Panthers? But first, let me let you know about Bet Online, because Bet Online would like to wish you a new happy betting year as we continue our march to the playoffs and beyond. Because Bet Online remains the number one spot for all the best sports wagering action for 2022. It's a new year and a new updated desktop and mobile website to sign up today and receive your 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Just use our promo code locked on and get started. Again, that's our promo code locked on to get started. From football, basketball, hockey, boxing, and USC, right to your favorite Vegas casino games. Don't wait to take advantage of all the amazing offers available for 2022. Bet online is the fastest and easiest way to wager on all your favorite sports. Bet online, where the game starts. Hey, Pit fans, this is Nick Fairbrook with an incredible app everyone who buys gas needs to know about. Get upside. My listeners are earning cash back for every gallon of gas every time they fill up. Just download the free Get Upside app on the App Store today or Google Play right now. Use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first fill-up cash back. Don't pay full price at the pump anymore. Get cash back using GetUpside. Just download the app for free and use the promo code SCORE for $0.25 per gallon or more on your first tank. Some people who drive a lot are making as much as two to $300 a year in cash back, and there is no cash. The cash gets added right to your bank account, so you can cash out anytime to your bank account. PayPal, or an e-gift card for Amazon and other brands. Just download the free GetUpside app and use the promo code SCORE to get $0.25 a gallon or more cash back on your first tank. That's code SCORE. All right, folks, welcome back to the Locked On Pit podcast here. As Ithio Horton returns, Pit gets another kind of pressure statistic and, and they get the, get another area where they can at least get some offense and maybe take a little bit of pressure off John Hughley. Maybe when teams double Hughley now in the paint, it'll be a dish to an open Horton in the corner. That would be nice, wouldn't it? Or or they can't double him anymore because Horton's going to drain those threes. That would be nice. Taking any pressure off John Hughley is good to me. But these last few games, like this – so let's let's check out like Pitt overall. Let me just walk through the schedule, I guess. So Boston College, up at Boston College again. That's a tough game. That's a winnable game, though. It's a winnable game. Most of these games are winnable. Honestly, if Ithio Horton gets hot in one of these games, even against a team like Miami, for example, Pitt could win the game. Not likely though. And so when you look at BC, VT twice, Wake. Florida State, NC State, North Carolina, Georgia Tech, Miami, Duke, Notre Dame. Like the realistic record that jumps out to me. And honestly, when I I kind of look at 
the record. I think three and eight, four and seven, right? Because it's tough to imagine this team winning more than six or seven games in conference. I just don't think they have the natural talent to do so. They have the effort that they have all that. They're cohesive. But right now, while this team's playing as a team, and and I know they played well against Syracuse, it's easy to get caught up in that high. Because they could they could go out and perform like they did against Clemson up in Chestnut Hill, and then everyone's back to talk about how bad they are. It's not a good team. Like, let's be honest here. This is not a good basketball team. Pitt's not good. But it's okay because the ACC isn't good either. And maybe, and this is something that maybe, you know, I've thought about, and, and maybe Pitt wouldn't accept it, but it could be something to where they get to, like, the CBI if they get, you know, seven wins in conference, win a game or two in the ACC tournament. Maybe you want to do that. Maybe you want to send your kids off and, and let them play a little bit. It's not, a, again, it's not a complete slam dunk, and they might not want to do that. But it is something that you can consider at the very least. This team, it's playing better than it should. And again, you want to finish strong, semi strong. Like if you can, if if you're seven and thirteen in the conference, you can at least sell something that we are going somewhere. We have pieces here. Because even though Pitt isn't a good team this year, you need to show something. And you need to go after bigger fish in the portal. And that's going to be tough because, again, I, I talked about it. there is a path, and, and I mean it, there is a path to this team being decent next year. And Pitt has dudes like Burton, Hughley, uh, Horton, Sabande potentially coming back. Like they have dudes, right, to build around, Odukali. We'll see if any of those guys transfer out, but they have dudes to, to build around theoretically. And so – there's a possibility, like there is a path. It's not a likely path or an easy path, but there's a path. And one of the ways you have to do that, you have to sell some sort of progress. Well, seven wins in the ACC with this team, it's an accomplishment. It is an accomplishment. And, and seven wins in the ACC should get Jeff Capel another year as well. We're still having that discussion. You still got to teeter on the edge because it's January 27th, and, and it's very easy. It's possible they just collapse down the stretch. We, we've seen that with Capel's teams before, but this team doesn't seem to be lacking focus. This team seems to be hyper-focused. They seem to be lasered in. They seem to be playing as a unit. They seem to be having these common goals to come out and play hard. And they're a tough team. And even when they get crushed, like against Clemson, they'll respond in the next game, and they'll come up and, and beat a team that maybe you didn't expect them to be. And so it's not a good team, but it's a great team. It's a team that's easy to like. It's a team that's different from Capel's other teams in that maybe it's not as talented with, you know, it doesn't have the Champagnies. It doesn't have the Xavier Johnsons. It doesn't have the Adis Tonys. But it has it has enough uh, enough of that talent. You know, Moogie's a nice player. Jamari Burton's a good player. John Hughley's a good player. They have enough just enough talent, enough good effort, and maybe a little bit of grit going into that. And, and they buy into Capel's message, and I think that's something that at least has to be admired. Again, I expect 3-8, and 4-7 and seven down the stretch. I think it's realistic. This team isn't great. Horton at least gives them another option. It should be fun to see what Ithio Horton means to this team down the stretch. If he can get hot, maybe, maybe pick and pull off a little fun upset in one of these games and surprise us all. But 
I think adding Horton back, it's nice. It's going to be nice to see him back. I think he'll just be happy to be back on the court. I think I'll be happy to maybe see him take some pressure off John Hughley so he doesn't get mugged in the paint. Whack a John, if you will, has been the game all year for ACC teams. Maybe they can't do that now with Ithio Horton potentially standing there on the perimeter. All right, folks, as always, thanks for listening to the Locked on Pit podcast. Always appreciate your support. Like, subscribe, comment, do all that great stuff down in the comments below here. If you're listening to this, make sure to leave a review, give me feedback, all of that good stuff. As always, thanks for listening. And folks, hail to Pitt.